you gotta hit one of the old school songs. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you gotta hit one of the old school songs. The title of the lesson I have for you tonight oh. is Welcome to the Revolution. Yeah. Welcome to the Revolution. You might have thought you came to a cute campus devotional uh, of a little club here on campus. Let me tell you, you're wrong. Yes. Yeah. Not because I'm trying to be mean, but uh, you've come to the Revolution tonight. Yeah. What is a revolution. It is a sudden or radical or a complete change. Let's open up your Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 4. Welcome to the sudden, radical, and complete change on Oklahoma University. I'm ready. I hope so. Come on, Because you are welcome. Oh, thank you. To the revolution. Come on. Second Timothy chapter 4, you know, sometimes you got to start preaching to yourself. Yeah. Here it is right here. Me preaching to me. It says, in the presence of God. What does that mean? It means right now. In this room. We're not just a room full of all you students. We're not just a room full of 18, 19, 20-year-olds. That we are men and women in the presence of an almighty God. God is here, and it says, Christ Jesus is here. In the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead. And in the view of his appearing, and in view of his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word. Preach the word. You're going to get the word preached to you tonight. Come on, bro. You know... I love it because if you look up revolution, you're going to see sudden, radical, complete change. But then the definition says, especially the overthrow of a government, mm. the renunciation or rejection of a ruler, yeah. and the substitution of a new ruler. Wow. And in the same way, you and I live here on earth. And believe it or not, the ruler of this earth, his name is Satan. And he has the whole world trapped under his rule. And it needs to be overthrown. It needs to be changed. And it needs to change now. A sudden, radical, and complete change of the kingdom of darkness. That's why it says, we preach as if God's kingdom is appearing right now. This is the revolution. Come on, come on, Nate. You know, why does the Bible call us to preach? Why are we here tonight? You know, I was talking to uh, uh, someone at Fellowship Break, and, and they were just like, you know, I can't get enough Jesus. I'm like, you're absolutely right. Jesus. But it actually implies something. Well, isn't church everywhere then? How can we say this world's ruled by Satan? I mean, if I took a rock and threw it down the block, that rock's going to hit five churches before it hits the ground. There's so many churches, so much Jesus, so much God. How can a man, let's just say me, for example, stand up here and say, this world is run by Satan? Come on, Nate. Tell me how, bro. Well, let's just keep reading. Verse 3. Come on, bro. Verse 3. It says, For the time will come. When people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. There it is. You know, this was written 2,000 years ago. It is one preacher named Paul. And he wrote a letter to a young man, a young preacher, the next generation. Paul is passing on the torch to a young man named Timothy. He says, Timothy, preach! As if God is appearing. As if Jesus is here. Mm, come on, Nate. Preach! Come on, bro. To make God's kingdom come on earth. Yeah, come on, bro. Because the world's going to be full of lies. Yep. Yeah. Because people, they want what they want, when they want it, yeah. how they want it. Talk about that, bro. They want their own desires. Yeah. And so they're going to turn away mm. 
from the truth. Yeah. yeah, come on, bro. You know, I think about it today, right? You, you read the Bible, it's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, one Jesus, yeah, one Bible, one church, one. Come on, bro. But I look around today, 33,000 yeah. different denominations of Christianity, 33,000 different Jesuses, different churches, different styles. Mm. It makes no sense. It's confusing. Yeah. It tells me that as it says right here in verse 3, a great number of teachers, people who twist and turn and use the Bible yeah. for money, for wealth, for power, for gain, yeah. to be accepted. They preach just to have numbers, mm. just to be popular, mm. ignoring the truth. Yeah. And it's now more than ever. Yeah, talk about it, bro. We need a sudden change. Yeah. Oh, my we need young men like Timothy. Yeah. We need young women. Mm. We're going to say enough is enough. Yeah. I'm tired of people playing church. Yeah. I'm tired of the divorce rate inside of church, outside the church, yeah. the same. No. Yeah. I'm tired of drug use in the church, outside the church, the same. Yeah. I'm tired of it. Yeah. Why be fake? Come on, Why be hypocrites? It makes no sense. Come on, Come on, I'm tired of parties on Friday, Saturday, hungover worship on Sunday. Oh, there must be a change. Come on, My first point, the need for a revolution. I've been trying to convince you the first three minutes up here <laughs> that things need to change. Come on, bro. And if Satan is not enough for you to believe that things need to change, let's go over here to Revelation chapter 12. Oh, Come on, I'm going to preach it again so you listen. Come on, Nate. You know, I love God. <clears throat> oh, that's good. I love God. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love God because He answers all of our questions yeah. at the end of the Bible. Yeah, that's true. I'm gonna assume most of us are religious, oh, and so we kind of understand the basic story of the Bible. God creates nature and Adam and Eve, and He puts them in, in paradise in the Garden of Eden. And then we all know what happens, right? They ate the fruit. Yeah. But why? Because there's a talking snake, and he's like, "Hey, Eve, eat the fruit." Right? Right? That's how the story goes. And then because of that, all the bad things happen. Right? Like that's the basic. Right, there's the first three chapters of Genesis, the Naplebone commentary. <clears throat> Come on, Nate. Great. But you ever had a bunch of questions like, why the tree? Why the fruit? Yeah. How'd the snake get there? Right? You ever have those types of things? Yeah. Well, those answers are at the end. Oh, no. oh, man. Right? Revelation 12, verse 7. Come on, Nate. The Bible says, Then war broke out in heaven. War broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was not strong enough. And they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down. That ancient serpent called the devil or Satan who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to earth and his angels with him. Mm. You see, only at the end of the book do you realize that in the beginning of time, God makes angels. Mm -hmm. And perhaps the most powerful angel of all was the lead worshiping angel yeah. called the morning star. And he led all the angels in worship in the throne room of God. And one day he says, you know what? I know better than God. I should be leading everything. And so he starts a rebellion. He starts a rebellion against God. And God doesn't even fight. Because <laughs> he's God. He turns over to Michael. Hey. Handle my lightweight. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Throw him down to earth. And he's cast down. This is how the whole story starts. With a rebellion. 
yeah. with someone thinking they know better than God. Yeah. Wow. Wow. You know, Satan tried his own revolution. Yeah. And it failed in heaven. Mm. So he brought the revolution of darkness wow. to earth. Wow. Yeah. And you know what? Let me be honest. He's done a great job. Yeah, talk about it, bro. Come on, Nate. Every single day. Mm. For thousands of years. Yeah. Be real. Satan has been keeping his revolution going. Mm. But 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 Jesus in America. In God we trust. Galatians chapter 1. Oh. Galatians chapter 1. Come on, Nate. Galatians. This is good, bro. The need. The need for a revolution. That's my first point. Come on, bro. Come on. Come on, Nate. Preach, bro. Come on. Galatians chapter 1, verse 6. Come on, Nate. Take us there. This book is written no more than 30 years after Jesus walks the earth. 30 years after Jesus is on earth. We get this book. Paul is writing to a church. Galatians chapter 1, verse 6. I am astonished. I am shocked that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and you're turning to a different gospel. It's really no gospel at all. Evidently, there's evidence some people are throwing you into confusion. How does 33,000 denominations of Christianity sound confusing? They're trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel, other than the one preached, let them be under God's curse. I'm going to say it again. If anybody preaches another gospel than what you accepted, let them be under God's curse. Mm. Why is Paul so hard lying? He's trying to protect the truth. Because mm. yeah. people are coming up with other ways to follow Jesus. Yeah. Come on, bro. Just 30 years after Jesus brought the teachings of Christianity oh, to earth. Mm. What do we think has been going on? Yeah. For 2,000 years. Come on, bro. Come on, Nate. Yeah. Well, well why doesn't nobody talk about it? Because we like our people pleasers. Because yeah, yeah. we've grown up in a religious society, we don't want to rattle the cages. Yeah. We don't want to offend anybody. Yeah. We don't want to take a stand for what's right. We please people rather than please God. Come Sorry on, about bro. it, bro. Come on, Nate. Well, why do you say that? Let's read verse 10. Paul, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or God? Am I trying to please people? If I was trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. We cannot serve God and people. Now, we can love people. We can be kind to people. People who believe different things, I want to love you. But I don't live to please you. I don't live for your expectations, Mom and Dad. Society. I don't care. Come on, bro. I love you, but I'm not like you. Whoa. I live to serve God. Come on. It's only these kinds of people who start the revolution. Come on. Come on, Nate. Okay, yeah, I, okay, yeah, I like it. I like what this guy's saying. Maybe you're thinking that. Maybe not. Maybe you're like, what did I get into? Well, listen to the end. You'll find out. Come on. Maybe you're like, okay, well, you know, it's a good thing I have the Bible app. I get the verse of the day. <laughs> I don't really read it. I just look at it. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I hope it makes me feel good. <laughs> Maybe you're one of those people like, yeah, my pastor is so cool. Like, I don't know what I believe. Like, don't ask me. <laughs> Come meet my pastor. He's got, like, ripped jeans and a flannel and a beanie. And he's just, like, laid back. I'm like, hey, man. Like, hey, what's wrong? Pastor, man. Yeah. Come on. And, like, and, like surely, surely my pastor knows the Bible. He can't be wrong. He's the pastor. Let's go over here. Hosea chapter 4. Oh, snap. Hosea chapter 4. Uh, Hosea chapter 4. Hosea chapter 4. Come on, Nate. Come on, bro. Pick it right here in verse 6. Come on. The Bible says, My people, my people are destroyed for my lack of knowledge. What destroys God's people? Is it drugs? 
Sex? Alcohol? What is it? Is it guns, murder, war? What hurts God's people? It says, a lack of knowledge. Oh, man. That's fire. A lack of having your own convictions, your own beliefs, knowing who you are in God and what you stand for. It's a lack of knowledge. What happens when we don't take the time to learn about things like doctrine, like what's right and wrong? What does God want for me? How can I love God and please Him? When we reject knowledge, what happens? Because you have rejected knowledge. I also reject you as my priests, the leaders. Because you have ignored the law of your God. I will ignore you and your children. Crazy? How important is it knowing the Bible? It's everything in God's eyes. It's everything. I'm not saying that we take the Bible around and like, you need to know this, and hit people overhead. No. We have to build friendships, relationships. We have to preach the truth and love people. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about that. But love never replaces truth. Yeah. Love never replaces conviction. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Read your Bible, 1 Corinthians 13. It says, love rejoices with the truth. Yeah. Love and truth are inseparable. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, talk about that. What about the leaders? Hosea 4, 7. Come on, bro. Right where we left off. The more priests there were, the more they sinned against me. They exchanged their glorious God for something disgraceful. They feed on the sins of my people and relish in their wickedness. It will be like people, like priests. I will punish both of them for their ways and repay them for their deeds. Come on, Nate. There you go. Come on, Come on bro. Preaching. Mm. You know, I think of uh, Carl Lentz. I think of Carl Lentz. Mm. Who's that? This Kanye's pastor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this Justin Bieber's pastor. He led Hillsong, New York. One of the biggest churches in the world. A few months ago, he was caught at a Hollywood party. On drugs and having cheated on his wife. Yeah. Carl Lentz, man, big pastor. Big shot. And the only reason we know is because he's Carl Lentz. Oh, no. Just go read, go Google, like, pastors who have affairs. Just Google. (laughs) 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 Ravi Zacharias, great apologist, awesome man. Very sadly, very sadly passes away. Multiple members on his staff come out. He sexually harassed me. Wow. True or not, I don't know. It's still in court. They're trying to figure it out. Dang. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not trying to talk bad about Ravi Zacharias. I'm just presenting facts. Come on, bro. Yeah. You decide what you want to do with Come the information. On, Come on, Come on, bro. on bro. And go on. Right? And here's the thing. Guess who's a pastor? Mm-hmm. Me. I actually have to live by the Bible. Come on, yeah. And be different. Mm-hmm. Me, I, the, man, if anything, the spotlight's on me. Yeah. Right? And here's the plan. To listen to the Bible. Come on, yeah. And not do what I want. Yeah. But it's going to be like priests, like people. Mm. Why? We reject knowledge. We reject conviction. The church is a joke. The leaders are funnier. Mm. Okay. You know, leaders, you know, okay. But let me tell you about my church. Okay. The worship team is so good. Oh my gosh. I go to my church. Like, I don't even know what the pastor says, but do the worship. Oh, I just, I just, I just, I just feel, I just feel God's presence. You don't understand how I feel these fuzzy emotions that go on inside of me every time. And then, like, if it's extra good, I raise my hands. Oh, God's spirit is this. Okay, Ezekiel chapter 33. Okay, that's cute. Ezekiel. Come on, Ezekiel 33. Come on, Nate. Come on, Nate. All the way down to verse 30, bottom. Ezekiel 33 30. Come on, bro. As for you, son of man. Your people are talking together about you by the walls. At the doors of their houses, they're saying, Come and hear the message that has come from the Lord. My people come to you as they usually do. They sit before you to hear your words, but they do not put them into practice. Their mouths speak of love, 
but their hearts are greedy for unjust gain. Indeed, to them you are nothing more than one who sings love songs with a beautiful voice, plays an instrument well, but they hear your words, they do not put them into practice. Wow. When all of this comes true, surely it will, they will know it profits has been among them. Wow. God says people will trade out the truth. They will trade out putting into practice God's word for beautiful love songs wow. and playing instruments well. Wow. God's like, what are we doing? Yeah. I don't even care. Wow. <laughs> is that guy, this is God right here. Yeah. This is not Napoleon words. Come on. As we saw in, Revel in uh, Revelation chapter 12, mm -hmm. Satan has been cast down yeah. to earth. Come on, yeah. bro. And he leads the world astray. Come mm. on. That's it. He tried it in heaven. And God wasn't having it. And he's trying it on earth. The great test of the human life, of the human heart, of the human mind. Is are we going to continue to be lied to and just eat those lies for yeah. breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Money. Are you sick and tired of this stuff? Mm. You just want to know the truth. Yeah. Come on, Nate. What do I believe and why do I believe it? You have to ask yourself that yep. question. Yeah, come on, what is the truth? Can I know the Bible? Can I know? Yes, you can. Yeah. But where do I start? Get into a Bible study. Yeah. Yeah. Let God's word teach you, transform you, change you. There's a need for young men and women come on. who love God. Yes, I want on, to be bro. a part yes. of the revolution. Come on, come on Nate. Let's go, bro. My second point. Mm. Enlist in the revolution. Come on. Enlist. You must decide to join. No one can force you. You must decide to join. Luke chapter 4. Come on, Abe. Come on, Abe. You know, if Satan was cast down to earth to lead people astray, who has to end his revolution here? Jesus Christ. So what does he do? He comes down to earth. Nice. Come on. To put an end to the darkness. Come on, Abe. Come on, Abe. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan. He was led by the Spirit. Oh, I'm just led by the Spirit. Let me tell you where the Spirit leads you sometimes. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where 40 days and nights he was tempted by what? the devil. You want to be led by the Spirit? Sometimes he bring you face to face. With the devil. That's true. We know Jesus though. What is he? He's spiritual. Jesus ate nothing during those days. He's fasting. Fasting doesn't mean you don't eat. It means you don't eat and you do what? Pray. So he's praying. He's praying. Come on, Jesus. At the end of those 40 days, he was what? He was hungry. Don't blame the guy. Let's get into the battle. The devil said to him. If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered. How does he answer? Here's what my mama said. Uh-uh. Uh, uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, what Here's what uh, uh, my pastor said. Uh, 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 Jesus answered. Here's how I feel. Absolutely. Nobody said. Absolutely. How does Jesus respond right here? It is written straight to the scripture, straight to the truth. Man shall not live on bread alone. You have a little footnote there. It says, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. See, Jesus didn't fight Satan by doing miracles, by walking on water, by feeding 5,000. Jesus fought Satan by two things. Praying and being in the Bible. Mm. Guess what two things required of us to follow God? Praying. Mm. Reading Read the Bible. Join the revolution, man. Yes, Verse 5. <clears throat> the devil led him up to a high place. Showed him in one instant. Yeah. All the kingdoms of the world. He said to him, I will give you all the kingdoms and their authority. 
and splendor. It has been given to... There it is. Don't tell me that Satan doesn't run the world. Mm. He tells Jesus right here. It has been given to me. Yeah. Crazier thing. I can give it to anyone I want to. End of verse 6. If you worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem. Had him stand on the highest point of the temple. Now this is Satan talking. If you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here. Satan talking. For it is written. What is he quoting? Yes, Psalm. The Bible. He will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in your hands so you will not strike your foot against a stone. Psalm 91, 11 to 12. Who's quoting the scripture? Satan. I've gone to church my whole life. At the church that I go to, the pastor opens the Bible and reads the scripture. So surely I must be at one of the right churches, right? I don't know. You tell me. That's for you to figure out. Because right here, Jesus, or Satan, is quoting scripture to Jesus. Which tells me he knows it. He understands it. He twists it. And then he tries to get Jesus to what? Apply it. He's got a little Bible study here with Jesus. Isn't that crazy? That's wild. Don't think because the church you go to opens up the Bible, it's right. Yeah. Don't even think that because I'm up here. What I'm preaching is right. Mm, come on. How about you take some notes? Yeah. Yeah. Go over this on your own time and fact check what I'm saying. Come on. I would encourage you to do that. I could be preaching something wrong. Though to the best of my ability, I can tell you I'm trying not to. Mm. I won't. And here's the thing. If I'm preaching something wrong, come talk to me after. Come talk to me next time you come back. Like I would love to hear. Guys, the Bible... Yeah. Is the standard in this church, not me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just a man like you. Come on, this thing runs the church, the Bible. And we must know the truth in the right context. It's God's word. Come on, bro. Jesus answered. Come on, Abe. Do not put your Lord, your God, to the test. When the devil finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. You see, Jesus won this first round with Satan. Mm. And eventually, yes, all, he beat Satan mm -hmm. on the cross, of course. Mm -hmm. But how did he win? Prayer in the Word. Yeah. Yeah. And if we're not praying and in the Word every single day, how can we expect yeah. us who are not Jesus yeah. to win? Mm. Come on, bro. To win. Come on. All right, Jesus gets done. He beats Satan. What happens? Next. Mm, come on, Nate. Come on, Nate. This is my Verse 16. Come on, Nate. He went to Nazareth, where he'd been brought up. On the Sabbath day, he goes into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, Jesus found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me. He's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed Free! To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. He rolled up the scroll. Gave it back to the attendant. He sat down. And the eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. Jesus said, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. This was Jesus' mission statement. According to Jesus. He saw the world poor, oppressed. In prison, not free. Yeah. And the worst thing is they're blind. Mm -hmm. They don't even know they're in prison. Mm -hmm. They don't even know they're oppressed. Yeah. They don't even know they need to be free. Mm -hmm. It's the revolutionary. Mm -hmm. This is Jesus, the freedom fighter. Yes, come on, bro. And he's here to help us see. More than anything tonight, I want you to see. That there's a need for a revolution. On, that you need to be a part of it. Yeah, come on, Nate. Come on, that bro. Jesus didn't come for nothing. If not the revolution, if that's not it, if you're not about that, we'll end up like this. Mm, come on, Nate. Oh, 
Dang, come on, bro. Revival or that? Come on, man. Mm. It's up to you. Christianity light? <laughs> End up looking like that guy? <laughs> or a man or woman actually making a change in the world? Yeah, come on, It's up to you. You must enlist. Come on, bro. My third point. Come on, Nate. From citizen to revolutionary. Yes. You know, if you look up the word revolution, you'll see another definition. A fundamental change in the way of thinking about something or visualizing something. Change of paradigm. It's called a paradigm shift. And our minds need to be revolutionized. Our identities, who we think we are, need to be revolutionized. It needs to change from a citizen to a revolutionary. Let's go over here to Matthew chapter 10. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. You know, obviously we know Jesus, he made what? Disciples. He made true followers. He called ordinary fishermen. He called women. Read Luke chapter 8. Oh, yeah. He Come got his, his team of women. They're oh, flat yeah. cranky. Yeah. It's Mary Magdalene right there. Susanna. And he takes his followers, ordinary citizens. And what does he do? Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. Come on, bro. Jesus called his 12 disciples to him. He gave them authority. You want power in your life? You want confidence? Follow Jesus. Says he gives them authority to drive out impure spirits. To heal every disease and sickness. These are the names of the 12 apostles. And it goes through the list. Verse 5. These 12, Jesus sent them out with the following instructions. One of many of us would be like, man, if Jesus was here, I'd go to his church. He wouldn't want you in here. <laughs> he would send you out. Yep. Yeah. And here's how he would do it. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of Samaritans. Go to the lost sheep of Israel. Verse 7. As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons, freely you have received, freely give. Do not get gold, silver, or copper. Take with you your belts. Take no money. Take no bag for the journey. Don't take an extra shirt. Don't take extra sandals. Don't take a staff, for the worker is worth his keep. Whatever town or village you enter, Search there for a worthy person. Stay at their house until you leave. As you enter the home, give you your greeting, meaning you're moving from town to town to town. And you preach. And if someone likes it, you have a place to sleep. If not, you sleep outside. Right. Verse 13, if the home is deserving, let your peace rest on it. If not, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you, if anyone will not listen to your words, leave that home, leave that town, shake the dust off your feet. Come on. Truly I tell you, it will be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that town. I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. That's how Jesus describes his followers. Sent out in the world like sheep amongst wolves. Be shrewd as snakes. Be innocent as doves. Be on your guard. You'll be handed over to the local councils. You'll be flogged, beaten with sticks. In synagogues, on account of my name, you'll be brought before governors and kings as witnesses. They'll arrest you. But don't worry about what to say or how to say it. I will give you what to say. It won't be you speaking. But the spirit of your father speaking through you. Come on. This is a life. The ministry. The revolution. The change. That people are no longer citizens. They're no longer students. They're no longer doctors or lawyers yeah. or engineers. On, They're sold out. Yeah. Disciples of Jesus. That we show up every day on campus. And I'm like, oh my gosh. If people are not following Jesus, they ain't going to go to heaven. Yeah. But here's the thing. I care. I love them. Come on, bro. Come on. I'm going to go invite them to church. Invite them to study the Bible. Invite them to know the truth. Yeah. Come on, To break out of a fake religious cycle. To break out of living a double life. Mm, yeah. Yes, come on. Dude. I care enough to bring people to the words of God. Yeah, come on, They might hate me for it. Uh, I might lose friendships. I they might it. not like me, but I'm still going to love them. Yeah. 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 Come on, bro. 
Because I want to change this campus. Come on. Let me tell you. Let me tell you in four years how the seniors end up. I've studied the Bible with them. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, bro. I regret my first two or three years of college. <laughs> I don't remember being sober. I remember moving out of my parents' house. I remember sleeping around. I've lost friends. I've, I just, I've hurt girls. I've hurt guys. I've hurt people. The bars are crazy. Bro, it's crazy. Senior year. And then, and then I got, I'm in an internship. I graduate in six months. And I don't know what's next. I'm just as scared as when I got to college. Dang. I'm serious. All the time. Like, all the time. All the time. <clears throat> that's it. That, that's what's here waiting for you. Morning. You're going to get to the end of college. I believe it. How are you going to be, though? Yeah. Hey, in my four years, I did my homework. I got a degree. I flat crushed it. <clears throat> and on top of that, God used me yeah, to change on, the hey. campus, yeah. to change the lives of my classmates, on, to bro. save people come from on. a life that was ruining them. Yeah. Come on, bro. God used me, and now I'm an engineer, doctor, lawyer, whatever. I'm going to go into my workplace. I'm going to do my job. But guess what yeah. I'm going to do for my coworkers? The same thing. Yeah. Yeah. The same thing. I'm going to change them because God changed me. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's your life. Come on. I'm going to get to the end of my life. I'm going to look back and, old man, I'm going to be very, very tired. Yep. Mm. I'm going to say, oh my gosh, I left it all out there. Yeah. I left it out there. I gave everything I had. I have nothing left to do but die and go be with God. And one day see all the people who I'm bringing with me. Come on, Come on That's Nate. what I want my life to be. Yeah. Nothing Come on. else matters. Come on. The degrees, the money, the popularity, the lack of popularity. Who cares? Oh, I'm with God. Yes. Come on, Come on Nate. And I brought people with me. Come yeah. on. But in order to get to that ending, I can't think like a citizen. Right. I can't think how everybody else thinks. Oh my God, the biggest worry is can I do my homework? No! Have, here's one. Here's one. Have some discipline. Yeah, Manage your time. Oh, do your homework. Yeah. And then go to church and help people get saved. Yeah, it takes on. discipline. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's, here, this one's for free. Look here. This is for free. I got it, I got here it is. Don't be a Christian. Don't be a disciple. That's fine. That's fine. Cool. This is not for you. This is too much. Fine. Fine. This is free. Get some discipline. Oh, yeah. Get some discipline. Yeah. You want to go get married, have kids, yeah. have a career? Show up late to work. Yeah. See how see how how long you keep a job. Yeah. Come on, Nate. Do your work lazy. Sorry, boss. I forgot. Sorry. You get fired. Yeah. yeah. That's for free. Be disciplined. Yeah. Come on, Nate. Learn to manage your time, your money. Yeah, come on, bro. Be a young man and woman of integrity. Yeah, come on. That's nothing to do with the Bible. That's just for you for free. <laughs> That's because I care about your life, no matter what you do. Come on, come on, Have some discipline, okay? Now, of course, I want you to follow God, but just if, you, if not, just take that with you. Yeah, okay? On. You're welcome. Come on, Nate. Have some discipline, man. Yeah. You can do it. I've done it. Dylan here has two degrees. Come on, Dylan. And was a disciple all through college. His wife the same. There's disciples here right now going to class every single day and still helping the people around them. It's possible for you to live like a revolution. Come on. But instead of a citizen. Yeah. What does it look like? How do I know? How do I know if I've become a revolutionary? Go over here, Acts 4. Come on. Come on, let's go, Nate. Come on, Nate. Acts chapter 4. Now, a little bit of a context here. Acts is the first book after the four Gospels. So Jesus made his disciples, trained them how to help others. He gets killed. He resurrects. He says, all right, guys, go change the world. Literally, go make disciples of the whole world. Floats up to heaven. He's gone. Acts is the actions of his followers. That's why it's called the Acts, the actions of his followers. Ah. And of course, they start teaching and preaching what Jesus taught. And those guys who killed Jesus, guess what? They're still around. So they don't like it. Mm -hmm. Acts chapter 4, verse 1. Come on, bro. The priest, which by the way is the religious leader, just so you know, the priest and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came to Peter and John while they were what? 
Speaking to the people, they're just preaching, man. They were greatly disturbed. Maybe you're a little disturbed tonight. It's okay, it means I'm doing it right. There you go. They were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching the people, proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. They seized Peter and John. It was evening. They put them in jail till the next day. Remember Jesus said, you want to change the world? They're going to arrest you, man. Verse 4. But many who heard the message believed. So the number of men who believed grew to about 5,000. 5,000? What did they? One, two, three, four, 20? There's 20. Yeah. There's 20. I don't look at this room. 20 people. Yep, yeah, nope. Yeah. Come on. Look at this room. Come on. It's two revolutionaries. Yes. Only Peter and John. We got 20 revolutionaries. 5,000? Uh, and here's the thing. If this grows to 5,000, when this grows to 5,000, yeah. here's the thing. We wouldn't have even put a scratch. Yeah. There's 33,000 students. Yeah. 5,000 is not even 20%. Wow. Wow. 5,000 will be glorious. Yeah. And we'll do it. And we'll do it. But even then, there's so much more work, yeah. so much more preaching, so much more believing in others, so much more teaching, so much uh -huh. more disturbing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Your average college student, there's yeah. so much to do. There's so much to do. So much more to do. Fires me up. Yeah. Arrest me. <laughs> Come on. Come on, Nate. Verse 5. Come on, The next day, this is the next day. These guys spent a night in jail. The next day, the rulers Elders and the teachers of the law met in Jerusalem. All the important people, huh? Annas, the high priest, was there, and so were Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and others of the high priest family. They had Peter and John brought before them. They began to question them. Uh, by what power? By what name? Did you do this? We're offended. Here's how you know you're a revolutionary. You spend a night in jail. <laughs> you stand before the guys who just put you there. Yes. Here's how you reply. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers? Elders of the people? Look, if we're being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame, and you want to know how he was healed? Know this, you and all you people of Oklahoma. It is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth whom you crucify. But God raised from the dead that this man stands before you healed. Jesus is the stone that you builders rejected. He's the cornerstone. Salvation is found in no one else. There's no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. That's a pretty hardcore message. Yeah. That's radical. Yeah. No other way to heaven. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Verse 13. When they saw the courage, yeah. the courage, of Peter and John, mm -hmm. they realized they were unschooled, ordinary men. Let's go. They were astonished. Mm. They took note. These men had been with Jesus. Wow. Come on, bro. How do you know if you've been with Jesus? You're a revolutionary. Come yeah. on. People are astonished at you. You shouldn't be doing what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Come on, bro. Mm. But since they could see the man who had been healed standing there, there was nothing they could say. They ordered the apostles to withdraw, to get out of the Sanhedrin. What are we going to do? What are we going to do with these men, they asked. Everyone living in Jerusalem knows they performed a sign. We cannot deny it. But to stop them from spreading any further, spreading what? The revolution. To stop this thing from spreading any further from among the people. We must warn them to speak no longer to anyone. In this name. They called them in. Again. Commanded them not to speak. Not to teach in the name of Jesus. You know what's funny? They're like, you can go to church. You can sing your songs. Yeah. You can read and pray. They don't care. No one cares. Wow. You know what they care? When you open your mouth. Yeah, that's true. When you teach. Yeah. When you preach. When you care enough to help someone yeah. learn what you've learned. Yeah. And you let them make a choice. Yeah. It's all Satan wants. You can sit here for the rest of your life yeah. in church. Yeah. Yep. Just don't Talk go out there it. and open your mouth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Talk about it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Come on, bro. Here it is, 19. Peter and John replied. Come on. 
What is right in God's eyes? There it is. To listen to you or to listen to him? You be the judge. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. After further threats, they let them go. They couldn't even decide how to punish them. All the people were praising God for what had happened. Wow, Nate, you preach pretty hard up there. I feel like you're making this all about you and your church. No. I talk, walk, and preach this way. Why? So that the people praise God. That's all I care about. That you have a right relationship with God. That I would keep my relationship with God on the straight. Mm-hmm. I have to follow the Bible. I want all of you to do it too. Come on, Nate. I want everyone on this campus to praise my God. Mm-hmm. The one and only God. Yeah. That's why I've given up everything. I became a disciple. Yeah, come 22 on, Nate. years old, my junior year in college. I'm 30. I've spent, some say, some say, the best years of your life are 20s. I spent them just pouring out all I have. Teaching and preaching all over to make disciples. And now I'm 30. Guess what's going to happen when I'm 40? The same same thing. The same thing. I'm so excited. I'm excited to see the next young man and young woman give their life to God. To be used by God. Nothing else gets me more fired up. Come on, Nate. People would praise God. You know, did the revolution work? Mm. Did the revolution work? Mm-hmm. Acts chapter 2, verse 36. Come on, Nate. Come on, bro. Come on. Come on. This is Come on, song. bro. Come on, Nate. Come on, Nate. Acts 2, 36. Oh, I like this one. This one is the best. Come on, Nate. Peter preaching, that fisherman guy. Therefore, let all Israel be sure of this. God made this Jesus whom you crucified. When we understand that we killed Jesus, look at this. God made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they cut to the heart. They said to Peter, the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you'll see the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise for you, your children, and all who are far off. All who the Lord our God will call generation after generation. With many other words, he warned them. He pleaded with them. He begged them. Save yourselves. Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized. And 3,000 3, were added to their number that day. Mm. We already read Acts 4.4. 4. The next two chapters later, the church grows to 5,000. Go over here to Acts chapter 6, verse 7. It says the numbers increase rapidly. Yes, I love it. Go over here to Acts chapter 11. Mm. Come on, bro. Come on, Nate. Come on, Nate. Let's go, bro. Rapid growth, bro. Pick up right here in verse 19. The Bible says, Now those who had been scattered by the persecution that broke out when Stephen was killed traveled as far as Phoenicia. Cyprus and Antioch, spreading the word only among Jews. However, some of them, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch. They spoke to Greeks also, telling them the good news about Jesus. The Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. Acts 12, 24. Let's go one chapter over. Come on, Nate. Come on, Nate. It says... But the word of God continued to spread and flourish. Mm. Go over here, Acts 13, to the next chapter. Verse 49. The Bible says, The word of the Lord spread throughout the whole region. Mm. Come on, bro. It's not enough just to preach the word at OU. Right. Yeah. We're going to build this campus. Yes. To 60, to 80, to 100. Yes. And then you know what we're going to do? What's next? We're going to take 30 of y'all. Yes. We're going to send you straight to Oklahoma State. Yes. Yes. And you know what's going to happen there? Cowboys. The revolution. Yes. Then once we get to 80 or 100 in Oklahoma State, and we're still getting to 100, 150 in OU, what's right in the middle? 
It's Oklahoma City Co University. Yeah. yeah. That's a big university right there, Mel. Yeah. Downtown Oklahoma. Come on. Don't we think about that right there? Thirty from Norman. Hold on. We meet in the middle, and guess what? War. The revolution. Yeah. Come on. That's what's gonna happen. Come on, Nate. You guys think the word of God is just about numbers? It's about spreading all over the region. Come on. Acts sixteen five. Look it up. It says the church grew daily in numbers. Daily. Daily. How many days in a week? Seven. What if seven? Every day, one new person on this campus. Rapid growth. Followed up rapid growth. We'd have enough people to get to the whole region of Oklahoma. Let's close our right here. Acts chapter 17. Come on, Come on bro. Bro. Acts chapter 17. Come on, This is good, bro. If you have a uh, King James Bible, oh. I uh, encourage you. <laughs> To switch over to that on your phone. You can read it in the NIV. It's no big deal. But I love the King James Version. I love it. Let's look at it right here. It says in verse 5, The Jews which believed not, they didn't believe, they moved with envy, and they took certain fellows of a worse sort. They gathered a company, and they set the city in an uproar. They arrested Jason. They brought him to the people. And then when they didn't find Paul and the disciples... They took Jason and other brothers. They go to the rulers of the city and they cry out, These men who have turned the world upside down have come here too. Yeah. This is a description of the followers of Jesus. That any time they show up in a city, they turn the world upside down. Come on. You know, there's a second century historian, 200 years after Jesus. His name is Tertullian. And he says in his book, we have filled every city. We have filled every island. The last thing we need is your temples. Talking about false worshipers. Dang. And we know that they got That's there right. too. Stop trying to invite someone to church. Stop trying to get a Bible study. And start sharing and preaching a revolution. I love you. Thank you very much. Thank you.